Our entrance hymn number 234, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Good morning. Welcome to Mass this morning. It's nice to see you again. Uh, It's been a few months since I've been here. It's been a busy summer, if you can call the weather we had summer. Um, And I forgot it was the holiday weekend up here. Maybe I've been living in England for far too long. Um, But it's nice to be here. We gather as a Christian community to give thanks to God for his goodness and to be challenged each time we come to Mass by the message of today's Gospel. As always, we open our hearts to the loving forgiveness of our God who promises to forgive us, who always forgives us. We only need to ask. I confess, Almighty God, to you, my brothers and sisters, as I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, in what I through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask the Blessed Mary and the Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy in us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life.
Let us pray. O God, who manifests your almighty power, above all by pardoning and showing mercy, bestow, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us, and make those hastening to attain your promises heirs to the treasures of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Amos. The Almighty Lord says this. Woe to those ensconced so snugly in Zion, and to those who feel so safe on the mountain of Samaria, lying on ivory beds and sprawling on their divans, they dine on lambs from the flock and stall-fattened veal, they bawl to the sound of the harp, they invent new instruments of music like David, they drink wine by the bowlful and use the finest oil for anointing themselves. But about the ruin of Joseph, they do not care at all. That is why they will be the first to be exiled. The sprawler's revelry is over. The word of the Lord. My soul give praise to the Lord. My soul give praise to the Lord. It is the Lord who keeps faith forever, who is just to those who are oppressed. It is God who gives bread to the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. As a man dedicated to God, you must aim to be saintly and religious, filled with faith and love, patient and gentle. Fight the good fight of the faith and win for yourself the eternal life to which you were called when you made your profession and spoke up for the truth in front of many witnesses. Now, Before God, the source of all life, and before Jesus Christ, 
who spoke up as a witness for the truth in front of Pontius Pilate. I put to you the duty of doing all that you have been told, with no faults or failures, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who at the due time will be revealed by God, the blessed and only ruler of all, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal, whose home is in inaccessible light, whom no man has seen and no man is able to see. To him be honour and everlasting power. Amen. The word of the Lord. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who used to dress in purple and fine linen and feast magnificently every day. And at his gate there lay a poor man called Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to fill himself with the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even came and licked his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In his torment and Hades, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus in his bosom. So he cried out, Father Abraham, pity me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. My son, Abraham replied, remember that during your life, good things came your way, just as bad things came the way of Lazarus. But now he is being comforted, while here you are in agony. But that is not all. Between us and you, a great gulf has been fixed, to stop anyone, if he wanted to, crossing from our side to yours, and to stop any crossing from your side to ours. The rich man replied, Father, I beg you then to send Lazarus to my father's house, since I have five brothers, to give them warning so that they do not come to this place of torment too. They have Moses and the prophets, said Abraham. Let them listen to them. Ah, no, Father Abraham, said the rich man. But if someone comes to them from the dead, they will repent. Then Abraham said to him, If they will not listen either to Moses or to the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. (coughs) 
For the last few weeks, we've had the same recurring theme about riches and wealth and money in the gospel stories. Last week in the parish I was in, which was in a relatively affluent part of Cheshire, I did. Um, I said to the people, don't be too uncomfortable if through your own hard work or good fortune you've got a little bit of money in the bank. It's not the money that's the problem. It's what we do with it or perhaps what it does to us. In the first reading from the prophet Amos, he talks about the woe to those who are living luxuriously and living well. Not necessarily because they're living luxuriously and well, but there's an important but just before the end of the reading. But about the ruin of Joseph, they do not care at all. They've failed to see the plight of others in pursuit of their lavish lifestyle and the comfort of the lifestyle they've adopted, they don't see the needs of others. We even have the phrase, the blind pursuit of wealth. We want more and more and more, and we'll never quite be satisfied even when we get that more. The gospel is the same. It's the same scenario. The riches of the rich man have blinded him to the needs of his neighbors. He's unaware, probably even unconscious, of the presence of Lazarus, the poor man at his gate. It's perhaps not ill will, but just an unconsciousness. He's so surrounded by his wealth that he needs not look out for other people. I think we are and should be challenged by today's gospel message. Are we sometimes caught up in that blind pursuit of wealth? Do we sometimes fall into the trap of wanting more and more and more and never quite been satisfied? Are we tempted to adopt the values of this world where we value people who have wealth and status and power? Or do we stick to the values of the gospel of justice and peace and love which leads to a concern for others and a sharing of what we have. Do we even notice the poor in our midst? Or are we blinded like the rich man? Blinded like the rich people in the first reading? Do we notice the poor right in our midst, at our doorsteps, in our own families or community, in our nation or further afield in other parts of the world? And more importantly, what do we do about it? I think those are some of the challenging questions that it's worth pondering this morning. 
not to feel guilty, but to reassess our values, to reassess what's the gospel asking us to do today, the choices we have in our life every single day. But I think there's another element to the gospel. A blind pursuit of wealth means that we don't have to rely on God anymore, on his giftedness, on his goodness to us, and our dependence on him for everything in our world. Because the money and the wealth themselves become the new God. And maybe that also challenges us. How reliant are we on asking God for what we need? How reliant are we in our faith to believe that God sustains us every single day of our life with life itself and everything that goes with it? Or do we think we can do it all by ourselves? So maybe today, let's open our eyes to see the needs of those around us, both near and far. And let's try to do something about what we see. Let's try to share more from what we have been given. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now let's stand and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We ask God to plant within us a desire to do good in our life and to help us serve our neighbour and to do good to them. For a more caring world in which the poor share equally in the graces and blessings given by God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That those in power spend less on armaments and more on bringing relief to the poor. 
Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That there may be a change in structures which make people poor and keep them poor. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That the gospel may set people free from everything that makes them poor. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That those who govern us may do so with honesty and with a desire to serve the common good. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who have died and all those that we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. God, our Father, we ask you to give us the desire to do justice and to be just in our life. Help us to proclaim the importance of justice in our world, that true peace may reign. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in our offertory hymn number 638, Take Me Lord. Brothers and sisters, my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. 
Grant us, O merciful God, that this our offering may find acceptance with you, and that through it the wellspring of all blessing may be laid open before us. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your Word, through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Saviour and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin. Fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and all the saints, we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Show. 
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, all the clergy, and all who minister to your people. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, forever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Now let's offer each other the sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord.
please join in hymn number 447, Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. May this heavenly mystery, O Lord, restore us in mind and body, that we may be co-heirs in glory with Christ, to whose suffering we are united whenever we proclaim his death, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Can I encourage you, please, to take home the uh, missio material that you've been given this morning. The World Mission Sunday is the 20th of October, and Pope Francis has declared this month of October as the Extraordinary Mission Month. And there's lots of resources and reading material in there for you. Father Morton also asked me to encourage you to take a newsletter home and just to highlight... 
I'm sure you've uh, seen, if not smelt, that there are curries on sale after Mass today. There's a lot of activity outside. I need to keep talking until it's all there. No, no. Um, <coughs> and that's to raise money for the Kerala uh, house building um, project. And next Sunday, there'll be a special second collection to assist with that same charity. So curries this week and money next week. Okay. Um, also, this Tuesday evening, the first rehearsal for music choir, parish choir. Um, it says, whether you've only sung in the shower or you're an experienced opera singer, please come along. I'm neither, so you won't see me there. Um, but please do come along um, Tuesday, 1st of October at 7 o'clock. All the rest you can read for yourself. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Mass is ended. Let's go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Please join in our final hymn, 757, Be Not Afraid. Oh.